Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. Each episode features educators sharing their practical ideas to put more science, technology, engineering, and math into every classroom every day. For show notes and more information, visit dailystem.com. Here's your host, Chris Woods. Well, I'm so excited to be able to chat with Lori Walmart today. She is an award-winning children's author. She's part of the STEAM Team 2020, which we've been talking with a number of the different authors that are part of the STEAM Team, children's books that, that, that have incredible connections to STEM. So I'm really excited to be able to chat with Lori today. Welcome to the show, Lori. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I love science and math, and I love being able to talk about them. I'm, hey, that's, that's the same as me. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I would definitely encourage everybody to check out lauriewalmark.com and also steamteambooks.com to find out about all the different books that are being promoted as part of Steam Team 2020. But Lori, just tell us a little bit about how you used to be a computer science teacher and now you're writing these books. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you got all excited about math and science. Well, I've loved math ever since I was a little kid. Great. You know, I just read math books from the library, even if I had no idea really what they meant. I just mm -hmm. loved math. I thought I was going to be a mathematician when I grew up. And then I found computers. Whoa, this is really cool. I'm going to do computers instead. That's great. So I majored in biochemistry, got a master's in information systems, which is basically computers. Mm -hmm. was a computer programmer for many years and then went through a different career and came back to computers and taught computer science. That's so awesome. I love computers and I love sharing that love of computers. Awesome. And now you're actually sharing that love of computers and with kids by writing some incredible books. You've got a book about Ada Byron Lovelace. You've got a book about Grace Hopper, about Hedy Lamarr, and the newest one about Sophie Kovalevsky. So uh, why don't you pick one, Lori, and tell us about it. I'm going to start with Ada mm -hmm. Byron Lovelace and the Thinking Machine because she was the world's first computer programmer. Okay. And I was a computer programmer. And I wanted people to know that, yes, women can be computer programmers too. Definitely. Or software engineers as they're known now. Yeah. And in fact, both of my daughters are now software engineers. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about the book. Does it just kind of uh, tell a little bit about her life and along with some great pictures and, and kind of what age group is it really designed for? Okay, all my books, they say K through five. I've read them to preschoolers with no problems. I've read them to high school students with no problems. But the theoretical age is K through five. So Ada was actually Lord Byron's daughter. She lived with him and her mother for a month. And then mom took Ada away from Lord Byron because she thought he was a bad influence, which was probably true. Yeah. She grew up without her father. Her mother loved math. In fact, Lord Byron called her mother the princess of parallelograms. Oh, that's so, a cool name. <laughs> that's a great name. So Ada grew up loving math. And because her mother encouraged it, because she didn't want her to be wayward like her father was. Mm-hmm. She studied it, unlike many young women of the time in the mid-1800s, early to mid-1800s. But when she wrote that first computer program, it was for a computer that never ended up being built, so she couldn't even test it. She wrote the program, published it with only her initials, because she thought no one would take it seriously if they knew a woman had written the program. Hmm. And it's just so sad to me. Yeah. 
but yet here we are years later, over a hundred years later, and, and we're talking about Ada Byron Lovelace and, and what an incredible story and, and really kind of built into that sounds like that important aspect of parents encouraging their kids, boys or girls, to just get excited and follow their passions about whatever it is that they're interested in. Exactly. One of my other books, Hedy Lamar's Double Life. The reason mm-hmm. I like that one is because Hedy Lamar was known as this beautiful, glamorous actress. Right. And she co-invented the technology that keeps our Wi-Fi safe from hacking. Yeah. So it's showing kids that, hey, you can have both. You can be really smart, be interested in science and math, and be glamorous if you want. Not yeah. a problem. Not, not a problem at all. And that's why it's called Hedy Lamar's Double Life, right? Exactly. And again, people can find all these books at lauriewalmark.com or uh, wherever you find great books. And, and again, these are great uh, for, for having in your classroom. These are great to add to that, that STEM collection in every classroom that should be there. Um, they're also great if parents are asking, hey, what kind of books should I get for my kids? I got some kids that are interested in, in math or science or computers. These are, these are some great ideas to get, right? And I want to emphasize that these are not just books for girls. Mm-hmm. Even though I write about women in STEM, these are books for boys and girls. Exactly. And, and not only that, we should pause right now. Again, lauriewalmark.com. They can find free curriculum guides and resources for, for all, all the books that you've written. Exactly. And they were written by teachers of an appropriate age level so they knew what they were doing mm-hmm. and and to be able to connect it to to standards that a teacher might be using in their classroom and they've got built-in different activities and and ideas and 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 especially these are books that can spark kids interest to learn more and i love back matter in books mm-hmm. and my books have back matter in them the most recent book Numbers in Motion, uh, Sophie Kovaleski, Queen of Mathematics. Mm-hmm. It has back matter about her math, which is very important since she was a mathematician. Yep. But it also has back matter about the transliteration of her name from the Cyrillic alphabet to our Roman alphabet and how that works. So you oh. wouldn't think of that in a science book or a math book. Right. But it's all connected. That's awesome. And there you go. You got bringing in that, that English language arts, that, that reading, that literacy aspect as well. Even translating from, from one language to another is a lot like coding, is a lot like cryptography, is a lot like uh, secret codes. And in talking to teachers when they've seen that transliteration, they have many students who were not born here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Their names were not originally written in our alphabet. Mm-hmm. So how did they get the name they have here? And it really opens it up for the other students to understand what's going on. Yeah, a whole other connection point, especially with the kids in your class. Um, that's awesome. Um, again, that book is called Numbers in Motion, Sylvie Kovalevsky. Um, and that's your newest book, right, Lori? That's my newest one. Apparently, I am royalty in two fields now. I have yeah. a queen of computer science and a queen of mathematics book. <laughs> well, we'll just have to wait and see what, uh, what other queen of something book you come up with in the future. Right. So uh, now you did, you did have uh, Grace Hopper book as well, right? Right. She's the queen of computer science. Mm-hmm. So um, if you could just tell us a little bit about that one too, because I know a lot of people have heard of Grace Hopper. Grace was a fascinating person and I've met a lot of people who knew her because she's 
recent enough in time. She was working on computers during World War II. She's the person who really made the whole field of software engineering open so that it's not just mathematicians and computer scientists who can write programs, Mm -hmm. that anyone can write programs. Because she wrote the program originally that translated, you can write in a program multiply, and it translates it into the zeros and ones that computers can read. Yeah. So she really popularized the whole idea of computers for everyone. Hmm. And, and, That's why and she's just so very important. Go ahead. She also coined the term computer bug. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's a great little piece of information that I bet a lot of teachers would love to ask their kids who came up with that idea of a computer bug and now they know the answer. It's Grace Hopper. Well, and I need to tell you a little more about that. The term bug was already in use, meaning something that wasn't working right. Mm-hmm. Computer bug came about. It was a, an actual bug in the computer. It got Uh, caught in the computer and stopped it from working. So they used her eyebrow tweezers to take the bug, the moth, out of the computer. And that was the first computer bug. And is that in the book too? That's in the book. All right. So definitely people are going to want to definitely check out these books that you've got, Lori. Again, find them at lauriewalmark.com. Just thinking through all these different types of books, you know, these are great introductions to give our kids some of the, the historical aspects and and some of the passion of what led people to take what they were interested in and turn it into their careers, even if even if maybe they weren't so well known in in their time period, they're well known today, uh, thanks to to people uh, like you, Laurie, who are writing these incredible books about them. And that's it. That there's so many people out there, especially women and people of color, make these great achievements, but we hadn't heard of them. Yeah. When I was a kid, I liked reading biographies. And of course, I liked reading biographies of scientists because mm-hmm. I like science and math. Yep. You would have thought my name had to be Marie Curie to be a scientist. <laughs> right. Because that was the only biography of a woman scientist that I could find. Yeah, things have changed, certainly. And so now when we're having our kids look at some of these historical people like Hedy Lamarr, like Grace Hopper, like Sophie Kovalevsky, they could learn a little bit about the background of what led to, now a kid doesn't have to know the ones and zeros. They can know just using Scratch, or they can know using other coding languages that are available for them today. Exactly. I think it it really brings many subjects, a multi-subject approach to everything. You know, you're learning language arts through these books. Two of my books have poems in the end pages. So you're learning poetry, which you wouldn't think in a science and math book. You're learning history, the history of the times. Sophie Kovalevsky, she was Russian, wanted to study in Germany. Could not leave Germany without a man, either her father or a husband. Wow. So she participated in a sham marriage with a friend so she could leave, so she could study. Wow. You know, it's important that we, we understand the constraints that people had and some still have in other parts of the world. Yeah. Yeah. So not only are these books great for just encouraging kids to read, encouraging kids to, to hear about some of these, these heroes of the past who, who have led to, to coding and science and STEM being more popular for, for everybody today, 
there's a lot of lessons that they can learn from from these books that you've got, Lori. I do want to make a point, though. I, I get on my little soapbox here, and it sounds <laughs> like, oh, there are these didactic books that are telling you, you this is how things should be done, and they're not. They're stories. Mm-hmm. They're stories of people's lives. But along the way, you can pick up these life lessons. That's perfect. Thank you, Laurie. That's, that's a great perspective to have. And I think that's a perspective that all of us as educators want uh, for our, our kids, our students to be able to, to do. So let me just ask a few other questions here, Laurie, before we uh, finish up. Uh, if you had to talk about your hope for STEM education as we keep moving on in the future, you've been involved with STEM education, both as a, as a computer science teacher in a community college and, and just through re- writing books like this. What do you kind of hope and see in the next few years coming along as STEM education? My real hope is not everyone needs to be a scientist or a mathematician. Mm -hmm. We all have different interests. We need dancers. We need artists. We need historians. But we need a scientifically literate population, especially these days. Mm -hmm. So my hope for STEM education is to interest kids enough, even those who are not especially interested in science and math, that they can at least learn and they become literate citizens of our country. Yeah. Kind of like, kind of like Hedy Lamarr, who has the, uh, the double life aspect, right? That, that, right. that glamorous uh, movie star aspect, but at the same time, that computer science side as well. Great, great, idea. great ideas like there. Like I and, said, I don't understand why everyone doesn't want to be a scientist or a mathematician, <laughs> but okay, I'll, I'll accept that they don't. Yeah. But we do all need to have that level. So we need to make it interesting enough for our kids that they don't go, oh, it's too hard, or oh, I tried this experiment and it didn't work and I'm a failure. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and then one final question I love to ask everybody, Lori, if you could sit down and have dinner with somebody from STEM, past or present, would it be one of the people in one of your books or would it be somebody completely different or, or maybe just a big dinner party with all of them? <laughs> Actually, it would be someone completely different and it's yeah? someone you don't think of as a scientist. Okay. Isaac Asimov. You think oh. of him as a writer. He wrote over 300 books but most of them were about science. He was such a polymath. He knew so many things. He was so curious about so many different fields that he would be fascinating to sit and discuss anything with him. (laughs) I have a feeling it would be. Maybe I'll join you in that dinner. How about that? (laughs) Maybe I'll just sit at the next table and try to listen in to to Lori and and Isaac having having their conversations. There you go. All right. So... Um, any other last thoughts, Lori? Again, I definitely encourage everybody to check out lauriwalmark.com to find out more about all of your books and resources available. And it's so important for all of us as educators and parents to, to reinforce reading with our kids. And what better way than to give them some books that, that can inspire them to, to reach new heights like some of these great people of the past. So uh, thank you again, Lori, for joining us on the show today. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Chris. It's been a pleasure. Again, check out lauriewalmark.com. And again, all those links are in the show notes as well. She's an award-winning children's author and uh, and an award-winning person as well. Thanks for listening to this episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. Remember, you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Uh, Leave a review that helps more educators to find out. And also find out more about me at dailystem.com or dailystem on all the social media. And uh, keep up the good work, educators.